celebrate Halloween? Because that's when we go trick-or-treating and get candy. Well, yes, but a long, long time ago, it was a night of great power. When the days grew short and the spirits of the dead returned to their homes to warm themselves by the fireside. All across the land, huge bonfires were lit. Oh, there was a marvelous celebration. People danced and they played games and they dressed up in costumes, hoping to ward off the evil spirits, especially the boogeyman. Hey everybody, you're listening to Don't Be Afraid of Your Dreams, the podcast where we talk about the movies we love and the monsters we all face. I'm your host, David Anderson, and today we're talking about walking through the gateway of October, bitches! So get ready. Here we are. It's October 1st, 2020. I feel like I've been in quarantine for 15 years, sitting in a room, staring at a wall, not seeing the wall, looking past the wall, looking at this day, inhumanly patient, waiting for some secret silent alarm to trigger me off. And now it's here. I have been triggered and I'm here to trigger you. I'm so juiced up on Halloween magic. If you shot me six times, six times, I'd just get up and walk away. Try it. So just in time for the calendar to roll over to my hour, favorite month of the year, Los Angeles is in the grip of a heat wave. I'm burning up for your love, but also, is that, is it Halloween fever? Nope. It is the sun itself trying to incinerate me. It's going to be a chilly 103 degrees today. Mmm, break out the cardigans and apple cider. But you know what? It makes sense in the way that 2020 has stubbornly refused to make any sense. If this year has taught us anything, it's that you can check your expectations at the door. And if you thought something was going to look one way, well, get ready, lady. You have no idea. I probably don't have to tell you this. Who am I talking to? But just in case you didn't know, Halloween is on a Saturday this year. It's also a full moon. And as if all of that wasn't enough, we turn the clocks back so we can get an extra hour of Halloween or sleep, depending on what your priorities are. That's like hitting the jackpot, the jack-o'-lantern pot. And I'll tell you what, I was in need of a redemption because last year was kind of bullshit. I started my day by going to deal with a fix-it ticket. (laughs) Spooky. And while I was doing that, I got a parking ticket. So enraged as I was, I then ended up having to work until 11 p.m., at which point I drove home only to see a few remaining jack-o'-lanterns flickering out on my street, tears streaming down my face. Not really. But I just went inside, shut the door like Halloween never happened, and it was all very sad. So I was like, not this year, baby. But what's that saying? We make plans and life says, gotcha, sucker, something like that. Well, guess what? You can't play a player and you can't take our Halloween any more than the Grinch could steal Christmas from those damn who's. Just try it, I dare you. You know what? I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because it feels pretty relevant. I went to a terrifying fundamentalist Christian school where Halloween was considered the devil's holiday and strictly forbidden. Forbidden, you say? The devil? Mmm, that does sound good. Tell me more, uh, said four-year-old me. 
Not that I could have been any further intrigued, because for reasons that are unclear to me, I came bursting into the world with an inherent and inexplicable love for Halloween and horror and scary and an appreciation for irreverence and everything else wonderful that goes along with this time of year and my favorite holiday when the veil is thin and the spirit world flows into ours mm, when we think about the dead and confront fear around our own mortality on and on and on it's all so good so here i am harboring this fascination this obsession you might say this love only to be forced to bury it for fear of being found out and probably punished. Throw a growing sense of my own homosexuality on that pile, and that's a lot of repression under a big stack of King James Bibles. So my school's answer to and replacement for Halloween was Colonial Day, which is just as fun as it sounds on October 31st, when I'd be on my way to school surrounded by carpools of cavorting ghouls and skeletons. There I was in knee breeches, a powdered wig, and a tri-corner hat as George Washington or whoever, because I had to write a report and give a speech about the founding fathers. When we were younger, they just made us dress up as pilgrims. Is there anything more beautifully poetic than me, a queer Halloween-loving witch, being forced to conceal his identity with a Puritan costume? The Puritans. Fuck those guys. Seriously. Aside from being a formative experience in my life, I go back to it again and again as a touchstone for when I feel like I'm compromising my authenticity or feeling like I'm being forced to water down my identity to survive, maybe, or at least to please other people. I'm immediately triggered and want to scream, I'm not going to put on this tri-corner hat and hide my broom. You're not going to take my Halloween away from me. And this year, it feels like it's never been more true. On some level, it can feel like circumstances are trying to take Halloween away from us. Well, they can't. And we're not going to let that happen, right? We need it more than ever. And this isn't about ignoring what's going on in the world. This is about needing, absolutely needing, something to look forward to. Needing to immerse ourselves in things we love that bring us joy and upliftment and even a sense of normalcy, much needed normalcy and familiarity, whatever that is for you. Uh, not only that, but part of the reason why I love Halloween and holidays in general is it brings our attention to the passage of time, to the rhythm of the world, and our lives as human beings on this planet together. It's an opportunity to pause, to experience transition, and really be present. And a lot of us have felt this slog of quarantine, the sensation that time has no meaning at all. All the days are the same. There's a soul-numbing routine, and that routine is kind of, there's nothing to do, or at least nothing new to do. Sometimes I have wondered if there's a counterpart to seasonal affective disorder. Is there a lack of seasons affective disorder? Because if there is, I have it. I'm willing to self-diagnose with that. I crave changes in the weather and distinct seasons. Even though I grew up in LA, I'm drawn to that idea and that experience because I feel like life isn't supposed to look the same day in and day out. The endless summer of LA really wears on me in a normal year. And now the idea that after six months of this, October is just going to slip by. Nope. And I think it could arguably be easy to just let that happen, to write it off, say, well, next year will be better. And I think it will. But guess what? We still have three months to go in 2020, and I want to make them good. So is Halloween going to look different this year? Yes. Yes, it is. No question about that. Is that disappointing? Yep. I dearly love to be in Orlando at Halloween Horror Nights right now, which is where I would normally be. Absolutely one of my favorite things that I look forward to all 
year. I'd also love to be planning a huge party for Halloween night with the good kind of masks where we can be together and even get an extra hour to celebrate and (laughs) recover. But, well, revision in the text. Turns out we need to recalibrate. How about we just take a different route, but we still fly this party plane with a course set for October 31st, and I've taken the liberty of booking your ticket. You're welcome. No, that's a horrible analogy. I really hate to fly. So let's put it another way. We're going to all enroll in something I'm calling a course in theoricals because I love a pun. Aside from processing our fears together, real and imagined because that's what we do. I think we all need some Halloween miracles. I definitely do. So what does that mean? As they say in The Nightmare Before Christmas, Just a box with bright colored paper and the whole thing's topped with a bow. A bow? But why? How ugly? What's in it? What's, What's in it? What's the point of the thing not to know? It's a bat! Will it bend? It's a rat! Will it break? Perhaps it's the head that I found in the lake. That's the point of the thing not to know. Think of this as your own personal Halloween advent calendar. Every day in October, we're going to show up, open the little door, and see what wants to come out, with the only obligation being to connect with our collective Halloween joy every day. I'm going to talk about stuff that I love, stuff that I do to celebrate, and I want to hear from you if there's something you think we should do, or I should do, or we should talk about. Invite yourself to come on the show. Please come trick-or-treating at my door. I love a trick-or-treater. And as we always do, I'm sure we'll talk about some movies and characters that we love that might have something to say to us. So... I'm going to be here on the podcast every day this month. And if I pop up somewhere else like Instagram or TikTok or something, I'll let you know. And we're going to hashtag it Fearicles. And we're all just going to take a deep breath and affirm that we are going to make it through this. I happen to believe that things always have a way of working out, even if we can't see how. And that Halloween is here to play with us. So let's do it. So typically on the show, I draw a card from the Horacle deck that I made, but I'm going to do something different today. I've purchased a Halloween-inspired Oracle deck by Stacy DeMarco. Uh, I'll post a photo of it on Instagram because it's kind of cool. I totally, <laughs> totally went to the witch store recently to live out my The Craft, The Fantasies. Just my friendly neighborhood witch store. Um, and picked up this deck. Caught my eye. And one of the traditions of Halloween is divination. I'm going to draw a card from this deck for us as we start our 31 days and see what the spirit of Halloween wants us to know. Oh, and if you want a reading from either the Horacle deck or this new Halloween deck and you want to ask a question, let me know and I would be happy to do that for you. Maybe that'll be one of the things that we do on the show, a day of readings for everyone who wants one. Okay, but today, let's see. It's kind of exciting to have a physical deck as opposed to our usual online deck. So I'm going to let you hear me shuffle. Can you hear this? Okay, the card that jumped out of the deck is Werewolf. And the caption underneath it reads, Exploring wildness. Okay, here's the thing. I always question the wisdom of the deck. When it's the horacle, I always draw something and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense or this isn't what I wanted. Then when I actually take a second, it always makes perfect sense and is exactly what we need to hear. So this is no exception, I don't think. I'm going to read the description of the card from the booklet that comes with the deck. Werewolf. 
After a painful, excruciating, bone-jarring struggle against the change, the man releases to the magic. Howling, unrestrained under the full moon, now the half-man, half-wolf rises up, snarling, and goes looking for blood. Yes! It actually says yes with an exclamation point. We all know the power of the werewolf. We all know it. After the end of the European witch trials, mm-hmm, Puritans, an intense interest in the werewolf developed in folklore tales and evolved to become the stuff of horror stories. Fairly consistently since then, the wolfman or lichen has featured regularly in tales both oral and written. Of course, during the last 100 years, there have been many hugely popular movies, including American Werewolf in London and themes in books such as the recent Twilight Saga series. The werewolf is a kind of shapeshifter, but one that has traditionally had little control over his wildness. In a way, an inner battle between civilization and wild animal nature fights inside the one body. The vitality, strength, and freedom of the animal versus the reason, control, and intellect of the man. Which one, though, is the dominant force? What is the healthy balance between our animal nature, one that is wild, free, and connected to nature, and our radically civilized humanness separate from or dominant over nature? The werewolf asks us to consider this balance and to delve into our own ideas of wildness, independence, and custodianship of the planet. When is the last time you spent all day outside? When is the last time you threw your head back and howled at the moon? Seriously, answer that. Did you quash the vitality and curiosity of your body and mind by sitting all day in front of a computer? The werewolf challenges you to weave a balance between nature and your own nature. Maybe we can say nature one more time. Nature. So we've all been called to navigate big change this year for sure and have probably been struggling against it, right? Because change is painful especially when it's changed that we didn't opt into. But we always come out the other side stronger, wiser, and usually with new appreciation. This year, change has happened. It's still happening. Things feel totally beyond our control. So what are we going to do about it? We're being called to shapeshift, I think, to adapt, to be born anew, and perhaps reclaim ourselves, claim a new expression or upgrade of ourselves. And, of course, to reclaim Halloween and let it shapeshift a little and take a new form from the one that has been familiar to us up until this point. And even, I think, to reconnect with the planet, the rhythm of the planet, the cycle of the Earth and our lives, tie the lunar cycle into all that if you want to keep the werewolf idea going, all of it, all the things that Halloween embodies. So. Yep, that's our message for us as we start our Halloween adventure together. Trick or treat. Change is rarely fun or pleasant. It usually involves a letting go, a very real mourning. And a lot of us have been in mourning this year. I dearly hope that you haven't experienced real, literal death, but the threat of that has certainly felt very real for all of us. And it might be tempting to give up, or at least to give up hope, but here comes Halloween, as it always does, offering us an opportunity to confront, experience, maybe even tame the things that scare us. So bring on the monsters, we can take it. But also, Bring on the candy and the scary movies and the pumpkin spice and the haunted houses, even if we have to drive through them this year, because we need them. So I'm going to see you here every day in October. What's going to happen? I don't know, but I'm excited. Happy Halloween. Bye.
This show is an Unreliable Narrator production. For more information, visit unreliablenarrator.org. <laughs>